This is an exciting episode. 1989 TV is out. It's out. It's been with us for about a week. About a week. Um, tragically, we were separated when it came out. Yeah, we have this. There's a bit of a curse. I know there is a bit of a curse <laughs> on us, but you know we send voice memos back and forth. Yeah, I was able to get through all the voice tracks on my way to work. Yes. which was a blessing. That was a blessing. Yeah, because it's. It's, it's stressful. It's yeah. stressful when, you know, you only get through some of them mm-hmm. or you don't have time. It's just very stressful. It is. It is. Um, and then I didn't listen to the full, like, thing until the next day on mm. Saturday. Yeah. I mean, it was very nice. It was, like, 80 degrees. I went for a run just to see the whole thing. Nice. Yeah. So that, that, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, and what are you, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? Yeah, so I mean, Laura and I, since we were tragically separated, we then you know talked on the phone mm-hmm. that afternoon just to like touch base, just to debrief, about like yeah. the important issues. And let me say, it was a great conversation. It was a great conversation, and I felt a level of peace after in a way. I felt a level of peace after. <laughs> I also, as I often am, when you know Laura and I will just have like a spontaneous forty minute conversation about Taylor. I'm like. Why were we not recording? I know, shame we weren't but recording. But we are back to capture the magic Exactly, here. exactly. Don't worry, we'll tell you everything we'll we tell discussed. You literally everything. <laughs> um, and yeah, I feel like today's episode is going to be like slightly different in the sense of like, I feel like, and it really speaks to a greater, you know, thing that we're going to be talking about, mm-hmm. but I feel like we've been, you know, especially when there's, like, a re-recording or a re-recording mm-hmm. announcement or whatever, we'll, like, try and compile, like, everything that we see about it, all yeah. the Easter eggs, all the things, and, like, go through them, mm-hmm. and we're not going to be doing that today. No. Um, we're really just going to be talking generally about the vault tracks, about the re-recording, and then just Taylor at this time, generally, mm-hmm. which um, I think we're excited to do because it reflects more of like where we're at with Taylor yeah Uh, excuse me do you want to speak to that a bit um I mean I feel like it'll be clear as we sort of get into it kind of just like where we are but I do feel like the release of this re-recording has sort of felt I mean it's felt different in a few ways Mm -hmm. that we'll definitely talk about but like I feel like we're both kind of just like, I don't know, almost like, I don't know what the right word is. Like, there's a bit of like a disillusionment or something like, yes, that might be too intense to say, but certainly a fatigue. There's a fatigue. Taylor fatigue is real. Taylor fatigue is real. And like, I don't know. I just feel like, especially honestly, I feel like because... 1989 is such a big album for mm-hmm. Taylor. Like, I think as as fellow folkers know, we were very surprised that this was coming at this time at all. And like, I feel like the rollout of it has been totally not what I would have thought. No, like, I know only promo. an NFL commercial. Like, yeah, literally no promo, no music videos, five songs, not six. Yeah, no, like, it's just been very underplayed. 
Which is so like interesting. Like, even less than speak now. Right. And I don't know if that's, like, she's... I don't know. Like, I, I don't, don't know really either. Know. I really don't. And in some ways, I'm like... Well, okay. So let's just... Let's first talk about the re-record... The album itself re-recorded. Okay. I feel like, you know, to me... I don't super, like I don't really feel strongly about any of the re-records like the tracks that we already have in mm-hmm. terms of like it doesn't super matter to me. Yeah. Like I I definitely prefer the originals because I just feel like they capture that time in her life mm-hmm. and like that's a really important part of the work, but of course I understand and I support her mission to like do the re-recording totally, yeah. so it's not that I'm like but I'm just I'm I've never been like oh I prefer any of these re-recorded mm-hmm. versions mm-hmm. to the original like even if her singing sounds better I'm like I don't really care like I just yeah. feel like yeah I like the original energy so I feel that way similarly with 1989 I think I feel I feel like people have had a bigger negative reaction to this than other re-recordings and I don't feel like that's totally warranted it's surprising I think it's just because again 1989 was such a big album Mm. that it more people people, know it well more people were like on it that makes sense yeah then like speak now Mm -hmm. but yeah there's a lot about like and I do I do feel like some of the concerns are valid in terms of which we'll get into like Max Martin was not involved at all in these re-recordings and it you can really tell like yeah the the re-recordings like miss the the full energy of the originals Mm -hmm. um which I feel like people have talked about specifically related to the song style yeah I feel like style style has definitely gotten the most yeah but like I don't I don't really feel like it's that different than any of the other re-recordings versus the original the other re-recorded albums yeah 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 no I, I feel that I think I think what kind of in a way almost like maybe is hurting this one is the fact that by the time mm-hmm. 1989 originally came out like her voice was better. Right. And so I I get like you know having fearless or speak now re-recorded it's like yeah she does sound just like objectively better. Mm-hmm. Like I I agree with you as well that like the loss of kind of like the you know, young Taylor energy, like, right. it, it's missed on those tracks, on those albums, but, like, 1989, like, she was already, like, yeah. an adult, and, yeah. like, she had, I think at that point, you know, maybe not as much as she has now, but, like, she'd put in real work in mm-hmm. with her voice at that point, so it was kind of, like, I don't know, like, yeah. there's less of, like, a, oh, I can't wait to hear this, out of the woods with mature better. vocals because yeah. like it's right. the same vocals right. but mm-hmm. like yeah I honestly feel like it's more the production that like stands out with this one in terms of being different yeah or not as good yeah I know and it's so interesting because people have been you know pinning that mostly on this Christopher Rowe guy mm-hmm. who um produced like all of it and has produced like all of the Mm re-recordings which is interesting because the only original taylor project he worked on was self-titled um that is interesting 
but as far as I could tell. Um, but I also think, like, even on the first track, like, immediately on the first track when it starts Welcome to New York, which she wrote with Ryan Tedder and produced with him as well, so that, like, other guy isn't even on it. Like, it immediately sounds different. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. the synths or whatever, like, sound different. Yeah. And, again, it's very slight. Yeah. But it's just interesting. It's interesting. I mean, I'm like, this, you guys are, like, the the people that did it. Mm-hmm. I don't Why would it be different? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I know, it doesn't really make sense, especially with, like, electronic stuff. Yeah. That it wouldn't be able to sound exactly the same, but I also feel like, I mean, I'm curious what you think about this, but I'm kind of, one thing that I feel like, one of many things, and this isn't even a main thing, but one mm-hmm. of the things that I feel like is contributing to, like, the Taylor fatigue is I feel like she doesn't really care about the quality of these. Yes, yes. And it's well, actually that's what we talked about off. so much with Speak Now. Yeah. Speak Now, Speak now really she literally did in like two days and was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. But then she wants to sell like 80 different vinyl versions. And, and it's just annoying because merch it's, like, you've ever seen. it's like, this and it's is, like, as you've said, like entirely a quote unquote passion project. Like right. this is entirely because you wanted to do this. Right. And everyone has gotten on board so much more than mm-hmm. you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And then you give us like, right. You know, one guitar on it. I can see you right. as like the production, and right. so that that just annoys me. Like, mm-hmm. I I feel that I think less on this one, but I do I do definitely see what you mean. Yeah, it's kind of just like an overarching. I mean, I think I also feel that in terms of like, well, it's. I mean, maybe there'll be a video for one of these. It kind of seems like no. there's not gonna be. She did no press for it. Mm. Like. I'm just a little bit tired of the, I'm just trying to sell as much shit as I can and you guys are going to eat it up no matter what it is Mm -hmm. because I'm me, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, I get it. Yeah, she is like very powerful and like literally is going to be or has become a billionaire like this year, like, and that's like in part because of these like projects and like all the mm-hmm. things she's selling in connection with them yeah and like I get it but I'm also just like okay but like can you like put out something that's like really good though mm-hmm. like even how we felt like Midnight's was like so rushed yeah but like think of how much money she made from that right and it's like okay like it's yeah. just it's just annoying me well and I almost feel like it's like yeah, it's kind of a hazard of, like, it's kind of like, it's funny in thinking about the Ticketmaster thing, but I'm like, it's almost like she has, like, a monopoly on yeah. the pop space. Yeah. And so it's like, it's actually not good for her to not have any competition. Yeah. You know, like, totally. it's actually, like, I feel like when it's at the point where she can, like, literally sneeze and mm-hmm. people will, like, buy it. Yeah. It It's like... Right, but, like, are you actually then pushing yourself to, like, make good shit? Right. I know. And, I mean, it's interesting, though, because, like, on the one hand, I'm like, well, hasn't she been at that level for a long time? But now it's, like, even more than you could It's even more, and that's what's so crazy. Well, it's, it's, this is, again, kind of jumping around, but, like, when we were originally talking about, like, the Taylor fatigue kind of thing, 
we were talking about this re-recording coming out obviously in light of like the whole Travis Kelsey like her being everywhere with like not only the Eras Tour and the Eras Tour movie but mm-hmm. like also all this NFL stuff yeah and we were like it's crazy because we're consuming so much Taylor content even without trying mm-hmm. that's unrelated to yeah. like even her music yeah that you were like it makes me not even like want to listen to her music because yeah. like She's so everywhere all the time. Literally. Literally this year, I've probably listened to the least amount of Taylor Swift music than I have in the last, like... Yeah, that's like, so, so many years. Because, I mean, it's especially true now in the last couple months. But it was also true during, like, the Maddie Healy stuff, because I was like, I can't deal with this. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like, it's just, like... We're literally, like, every time you, like, go online, it's like, oh, Taylor was photographed going into wherever with this shirt and this bag and what does it mean that yep. she wore black instead of 1989 blue and could something be coming from this oh now she's at a football game let's look at her with no like Brittany it's Mahomes. literally oh, too now much travis kelsey is being asked about her like and also as we've talked about like everyone and their mom is talking about taylor swift in every interview they do right. just so they can get it's fucking views and so clicks. it's so annoying it's like every person like every celebrity celebrity doesn't matter if they've even spoken to taylor before no they're like what are your thoughts on taylor swift they're like yeah like like, what do you think of taylor and travis what do you think of the era's movie and And like like, and like obviously no one's like i'm actually not into it like you know because it's cool to be into taylor now Mm -hmm. and so literally every person is or wants to be or is pretending to be or whatever but like i just can't believe that she isn't concerned about this this is exactly what she wants i know but think about the phone call with the faded phone call with kanye west no i know 2016 or whatever where she was like i'm this close to overexposure yeah and now i'm like now you've overexposures in the rear view mirror (laughs) yeah (laughs) and like yeah you know i'm like be concerned about this no i know Anyway, okay, should we get back? Okay, so any other notes on, like, the re-recorded... Um, honestly, like, no. Tracks? Because yeah, I just... not really a lot to I'm say. just, like, I get that people feel some type of way, but I'm, like... I don't... Yeah. I'll be honest, if I'm listening to any of Taylor's old albums, like, I'm singing along, so I'm not paying attention. <laughs> and I'll be honest and say, I'm putting on the original. And you're canceled for that. I'm sorry. No, I it's have fine. the re-recorded downloaded. Like the I thing support is, them. The thing is, like, she makes money off the old ones. I know because she wrote the songs. Yeah. Like, I get it, but it's I'm like, like it's fine. I have literally both versions on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> and it is my choice that I it's, listen to. It's it's your choice and my body, my choice. Exactly. My ears, my choice. Exactly. Um Okay. Should we get into the vault? Yeah, let's get into the vault tracks. So give me your order. Okay. My vault track order is Number one. Or should we do fave, Trevor, and Elise? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. so your, your fave upon first, this and your fave mm-hmm. now. Okay. And then you can give me your order. Okay. Okay. Faves, Faves forever, forever, and always. Okay, honestly, I feel like, I mean, it has only been a week, so it is the same. <laughs> <laughs> first listen fave was Is It Over Now? And that remains my fave, my top. My ranking is Is It Over Now? Now that we don't talk, slut, say don't go, suburban lens. Oh, interesting. I have thoughts about suburban 
suburban okay okay i'm excited to hear that yeah okay now um yours. so shockingly my fave in last week my fave now is is it over now yeah the best song it's just, it just is my best. order is is it over now suburban legends now that we don't talk slut say don't go nice so, okay, a couple of general notes that we have on... So, okay, if it wasn't clear from our initial conversation that we will be getting more into, we're not going to be going through, like... The quote-unquote Easter eggs. Yeah, because... The fake news Easter eggs. Because, one, they're fake. Two, like, everything about... Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not going to get that cynical. But it it's fake, and also... As you've said, like, the Easter eggs about, like, when other shit is coming. Like, at this point, there's only two more re-recordings left. So, mm-hmm. it's not even, like, as big of, like, a right. deal what's coming right. next. And also, as you said, we'll find out when it's time to find out. Exactly. Like, we were just saying, like, it's just getting, like, kind of exhausting. Yeah. To be like, okay, the songs are out. Like, now look at a billion different things that are, like... Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, I feel like it's also... Dis- kind of taking away because even though that was always a thing with Taylor's music there was more space because Mm -hmm. we weren't in this like social media culture Mm -hmm. that like yeah you would maybe think oh this song is about whoever or whatever but it was like there would be one magazine article about it or something and like you'd have so much space to think about your own thoughts mm-hmm. related to it mm-hmm. and we were saying part of what was made f- listening to folklore such a great experience for us was like it was presented as this totally fictional piece of work mm-hmm. and so then as we were listening to it and we were uncovering more of like oh this could have multiple meetings that mean something more personally to taylor like that felt like we were discovering it not mm-hmm. just like we're being told everything has nine different meanings that may or may not be true yeah so we got to like make our own Mm -hmm. like develop our own thoughts around it and it was so just like about the music music, and like the actual material versus like you know taylor referencing in a song the paparazzi photo of her on the boat after harry styles broke up with her allegedly right Like, like that is just so like not real or like not, it's just so surface level. And I, and I kind of feel like we're, I feel like, and you know, I'm not even saying this as like a negative thing to people who want to do this or are doing this. Oh no, not at all. Just like where we're at. It's just where we're at, where I'm just like, that's just so uninteresting to me. Yes, exactly. And I... And I really don't want to see a million takes about how this song connects to Harry Styles. Like, I just don't. Right, because, like, I don't believe it. And I don't believe it. Even if it was true, I don't care. If it was true, like, I'm sorry, it's weird. Like, (laughs) it's just, like, like, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't agree. Yeah. The the narrative that, like, Harry was this great love she had when and he I was just like feel 18. Like, I just feel like even though that's always been you know a piece of the Taylor conversation mm-hmm. it's had a much smaller role than it has now. Yeah. Like let's say when she released like Speak Now originally or Red originally like yes there was the conversation about John Mayer and Jake Jones totally. for sure. Yeah. yeah. But it was like one piece on certain songs. Mm-hmm. 
And then there was, there and then there songs. was just like songs, yeah. and you could like yeah. attach what you wanted, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, even if you did think, and it seemed much more at the time, whether it was or not, like to come from a genuine place mm-hmm. in her. Mm-hmm. And I just think we've seen that less and less. Mm-hmm. And so then this idea that like the most important thing about 1989 as an album is like Harry Styles, right? Is insane. I agree. So, yeah, um, and like I, I feel like you're you even feel that way about like the Gaylor stuff now too. Like you're like yeah. I don't need it to like be. Yeah, I mean I feel like yeah. Oh, we have to talk about the prologue. Yes, I have that link. Okay. Um, I was gonna say in light of the prologue, it's more annoying. Um, but I I feel like yeah I don't know. I feel like I I still obviously care about like you know Gaylor things but I do feel like I think I'm just like in the way that I'm frustrated that like we're pretending that all these things are about Harry Styles I'm like whether they're actually about Diana Agron or another guy another girl whatever like it's just just the like doubling down on the facade is what annoys me the facade of what of like this album being about harry and like these songs being about boys and i'm you know always being slut shamed but also i'm out with travis kelsey every other day and i want people to see it like i'm just like but i don't really get what you're saying so like i just feel like we're i feel like part of what we were talking about last week is like just the idea that Taylor herself is like contradicting herself so much and that plays into like Gaylor stuff too where I'm like okay you want to be seen as as an amazing ally but you behave like you're a closeted celebrity you want to be seen independent of any men you don't like all of your songs being connected to men but you're very intentionally being seen mm-hmm. with men all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, like... Like famous men, not just Famous like, men. Yeah. And it's like, even if, even if you legitimately want to date Travis Kelsey, like, that's fine. But, like, you don't need to be at the box in his yeah, game no, being recorded every Sunday. Like, you could just go to the game... No, but right, like, but she wants to But, be. like, she wants to be seen, and she wants to go on SNL with him. Yeah. And she wants to, but then, like, right, she releases this prologue that's, like, it was fucked up how the media, Yeah, like, let's look at the prologue, portrayed, since we're talking about it. you know, my, like, dating life or whatever, which is, Which like, she's yes. talked a lot about, and she's like, I was the lightning rod for slut shaming. Right. And whatever. Right. Yeah, I mean, do we... Which, like, obviously, if, you know, someone is out with a lot of, like, seen with a lot of famous people they're supposedly dating, like, is it okay to slut-shame them? Of course not. Obviously not, yeah. But this idea of, like, how dare you talk about my personal life Mm -hmm. when I'm very intentionally doing all this shit to make you talk about it is frustrating. And I think it's frustrating too with like, okay, so do we want to read the whole thing or do we want to read the No, I just feel like the notable quotes. So like the part where she first talks about the speculation of her dating life 
she says it became clear to me that it became clear to me that for me there was no such thing as casual dating or even having a male friend who you could platonically hang out with if i was seen with him it was assumed i was sleeping with him and so i swore off hanging out with guys dating flirting blah 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 but like are we to believe the male friend she's talking about is harry styles no no then who do we think she's talking about? I don't think she's... T- I think she's just saying generally. She's saying all these people that they associated with... Okay. You know how there'd be those slideshows of, like, her dating, right, like, Chloe right. Monty. Right, like, right, okay. I think she's saying, like, any famous guy I, I was, was like, next with. to. Yeah. It was like I was dating him. Yeah. Okay. So she says, I swore off hanging out with guys, dating, flirting, or anything that could be weaponized against me by a culture that claimed to believe in liberating women, but consistently treated me with the harsh moral codes of the Victorian era. Next paragraph. Being an, being a consummate optimist, is that right? Okay. I assumed I could fix this if I simply changed my behavior. I swore off dating and decided to focus only on myself, my music, my growth, and my female friendships. If I only hung out with my female friends, people couldn't sensualize or sexualize that, right? I would learn later on that people could and people would. So, this to me, I mean, her, like, addressing this, even in this way, is obviously, like, surprising. Mm-hmm. Because for... And perhaps the only other part connected to this is when she says, like, the seeds of my ass. Yes, I, I, later on she says, um... You know, I the this line. Was a, this is a time where I was like sowing the seeds of allyship, which like what? Um, but I, what I do think is interesting about this quote, like the sexualizing my female yeah. friendships quote, is all the like articles that you know were written about this prologue and like about this quote in particular. Like, all the headlines and stuff were, like, Taylor Swift addresses bisexual rumors. Taylor Swift addresses Kaylor. Like, Taylor Swift has broken her silence on Gaylor theories. Like, whatever, whatever. But I'm, like, not... That's not really what she's saying. Like, she's literally just saying it didn't matter who I hung out with. It was sensationalized and sexualized. hmm Like, she's not addressing... Gayler or Kayler or am I gay or not? No, I right. Like she's just saying, like it literally didn't matter if I was with a girl or a guy. Like people lost their fucking minds, no matter who I was with. Yeah, and I and I do feel like, but I think I think it's this part about her being like, I assumed I could stop people from speculating about my dating life by changing my behavior, mm-hmm. i.e only hanging out with women. Right. And then there I think it's more just like like I agree I feel like people are it's being like taken kind of in a different way, mm-hmm. but I think it's more like the people are noticing which I think is here the anger behind this. Like there is anger behind mm-hmm. this, totally. you know? Yeah. And like behind like just you like know. there's always been with her talking right, about exactly. the, the men in her life, quote unquote. Um, 
Yeah, and I I also feel like, you know, how much of this is coming from a place of being angry with the media versus, like, her fans or, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to know because it, it's, it's very, like, it's vague, but I don't know. Like, I think this is just, like, like, I get it. But I also think she has also spent the last however many years, like, very heavily playing into, like, both sides, as we Mm -hmm. talked about. Like, you know, the Gaylor theories and the straight theories. Like, she she does want both in the conversation. Yes, yes. And so then to put something like this out, it's like... And again, again, it's just another example of, like, the contradiction. Yeah, and that's why it's frustrating. And, like, I do think, you know, as in a way she's kind of talking about here herself, like, the media is going to take something and run with it. Right. And be like, well, Taylor's finally shut down rumors she's bisexual, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's literally not what this is saying at all. Like, yes, maybe she truly is not bi. Like, I'm, you know, I don't know. But... I just, yeah, it's just frustrating on many levels, I feel like, Mm -hmm. because it's like. And it just, it unfortunately kind of always ends up being that she's a victim. Right. Which, like, is always what she does. Yeah. Like, she says she's not. Right. Which, you know, like, it's, right, it's very just like, I... I want everyone to be, like, talking about all these things so Mm -hmm. I can sell all this stuff and whatever. Right. But then, but don't forget that, like, it's all your fault for talking about it. Exactly. And that's what, that's exactly it. Yeah. And it just pisses me off. Yeah. Because I'm, like, you don't, like, it's just, it just feels, I mean, it feels especially, yeah, like, unfair, I think, because I'm, like, you have been, like, fueling these theories for like literally your whole life and so like okay yeah it was like annoying at times but like you're literally the biggest thing in the entire world and that's all you've wanted well I think that I I again think that part of what is feeling just like more irritating about these things is just a consequence of her being so everywhere totally. right now. Yeah, totally. Because it's like these things have always existed, mm-hmm. but it's just feeling so like we can't, you know, we can't escape. Like the tour is still going on. The movie is the biggest thing ever. Mm-hmm. She's in this relationship where she's like on like a commercial for football, like every second. Mm-hmm. This re recording came out. Like mm-hmm. it's just very it's just too much. And I know. so and, I think and it's that, so sad because it's like like and I think it's too much especially I'm gonna sound like an old person, but like in light of like this social media era. No, but that's exactly how it's, it's become that's so why much. it's like yeah, mag- totally. magnifying it mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, should we get back to the vault tracks? Let's get back to the vault tracks. Yeah, I feel I feel like what we're both kind of striving to do, it may not seem that way given the conversation, <laughs> but like we are striving to just focus on the music. Focus on the music. Appreciate the music and yeah. and I think, you know, quiet as much of this yeah. other stuff as we can. 
And so yeah, let's let's dive into yeah. Let's and it honestly has felt like a relief to not yeah. like be looking through like all the Easter eggs mm-hmm. and like all the lyrics of like what could this be tied mm-hmm. to. I'm like, yeah, like obviously I hear and recognize like the obvious ones, mm-hmm. but because I'm not giving them a lot of energy, mm-hmm. it's not really right. I'm like I can still just listen to this as a song, right. And again, if you want to go for the Easter egg, oh, we please, support please. and respect that journey totally. as well. We're just personally and this isn't, not doing it Yeah, so we're not much saying right that, like, yeah, we never will. Right. Just, Maybe we will in a future app. Who knows? But for now, this for is where now. we're at. This is where we're at. Um, do we want to talk about the, like, do we want to start with, like, the Max Martin versus Jack? kind of like oh yes were you gonna say something i was just gonna ask you like how much have you been like listening to these ball tracks um i've listened to them a good amount especially like the first like few days they were out i would say i listened to them quite a bit um i feel like i've certainly listened to them more than i listen to the speak now ones. yes um but i don't know I guess I don't know how long of a life in my rotation they will have, yep. per se. But I've been listening to them a good amount, I, yeah. I think. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, same. Um, I would say similarly. Where would you place these, like, if you had to rank all of the re-recorded vault tracks? Mm. Not, like, each individual song, right, but, like... like era-wise. Um... Yeah, I've been thinking about this. You know what's funny is it's like, even though I would say, in terms of liking the vault tracks across the board, like yeah. liking all of them, I would actually put 1989 at the top. Mm-hmm. But I actually want to put Red at the top. Yeah. Because that that re-recording in that moment was just so much mm-hmm. more fun and cool. And like there was like the two music videos and like there was just so much like promo she did that felt like really like real and like I just feel like that was just like a I have such a memory of like like it must have come out like around Thanksgiving right Mm -hmm. because I remember being at your parents house and driving remember driving to my parents house and we like drove and listened to it and then like going on walks around your parents house and just being like falling like the trails yes (laughs) like listening to it like that just was like so like it was just like oh like yes yeah fall bitch yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. so like i'm gonna put that at the top yeah. then i'll put 1989 and then i guess i'm gonna say fearless and speak now last yeah even though i really i mean i really like i can see you on speak now a lot probably more than i like fearless vault tracks but like i gotta put it at the bottom honestly because of timeless yeah and like also just the quality of the recordings like what's even the one that like her voice sounds like so terrible a foolish one yeah like i just i just can't yeah and and how about you okay similarly red is definitely going to the top for me because Mm -hmm. i especially with like babe and better man yeah like having those just like with her is like amazing like who gives a shit about message in a bottle or run but like like yeah but like the, but those other ones are so good yeah. and there's again there's like so many of them yeah um so that definitely goes first i'm then going to say fearless yeah i figured you i would. love yeah you those love those ones. yeah um mostly you all over me mm-hmm. is just it's a great song so good to me um then i would say 1989 then speak now yeah you know what's funny about the speak now ones that's mm. like the 
I never thought I'd like listen to like any of them really again like I have them downloaded and like once in a while it's like chill but you know which one I like actually like you're Mm. gonna be like surprised by what one guess Emma Falls in Love nope Electric Touch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like this one. No, I like that one, too. Yeah. Like, again, yes, I have all the same criticisms about, like, mm-hmm. how it seems like she doesn't give a shit on them. Mm-hmm. But, anyway. No, I like I like it. Like okay. So, yes. Talk. Let's talk a little bit about. So, we, we obviously mentioned that Max Martin was not brought back for this re-recording. Neither was Shellback, even though Shellback did the red re-recordings of the songs he worked on. Yes, and he did Message in a Bottle, which was the first, like, Max Martin, Shellback, Taylor song. Yes. Um, but they did both, neither of them came back for this. And originally, Max Martin, like, executive produced this album. So in addition to writing and producing a lot of the songs... Like, he executive produced the album as a full. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jack was only the producer on... Two songs on the original. Out of the Woods. Right? Out of the Woods and I Wish You Would. And okay. then You Are In Love. Right. Okay. <clears throat> um, so, like, the rest of the songs were either done with Max Martin or with, like, Ryan Tedder. Mm-hmm. Um, or Imogen Heap. Or Imogen Heap. With Cookie. Yes. Um... But all of the vault, and then so for this re-recording, she had this guy like Christopher Rowe do mm-hmm. the the producing of the re-recorded tracks. But for yeah. the vault tracks, they're all co-written and produced by Jack, except for "Say Don't Go." Right? It's just her and Diana Warren. Diane Warren wrote it, but Jack produced. But Jack it. produced it, right? Yeah. Um, but every single other one, it right. was her and Jack. So writing. first of all, let's just think about that as like, is that realistic of the time when they supposedly worked on these right because he only worked on a couple of songs in 1989 Mm -hmm. but he also worked on all five of these like right that's the question it's a it it raises eyebrows i think it's i think it's possible that they had more that just didn't make the album totally i also think it's possible that some of these songs that she did at the as the vault tracks were just songs that she had written, like, on the right. guitar or piano, hadn't been, like, fully produced. And then she put his name on it, and like, writing-wise. Yeah. Right. And or, like, when they were producing it, it you yeah. know, he changed a little part and they, like, whatever. Right. Totally. Um, yeah. Which I feel like is probably, like, I feel like that has a strong probability of mm-hmm. being true, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, I mean, one of the biggest things about the vault tracks that we noticed right away that, you know, my sister texted me that she noticed was how much they sound like midnight songs. Yeah. So speak to that. So I think, I think it's especially, I mean, I think you can see it across all five, but I think yeah. it's especially true in the last three. Yes. Um, lots of the like chime sounds like from Bejeweled, like that kind of voice that's like in Labyrinth. Yes, that little thing. Um, a lot of the like, I don't even know how to describe it, the like, yes, thing. Yes. Like, there's a lot of that. And to be honest, like, I would say that is what hurts the this vault for me the most mm. because I think it. To be honest, like, it just, it frustrates me. Mm. Because I'm like, 1989 is a different sound. Yeah. And a different era. And Jack knows that. 
he was there for that. Taylor obviously knows that. It's her fucking album. And so to make these songs sound like midnight songs just because, like, that's what they're having fun doing right now, Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's obviously, like, it's their art. They're allowed to do whatever the fuck they want. But, like, I just find it, it, it reminds me of when we got the Fearless Vault and the ones that Jack produced Don't sounded you. like... Don't You sounds like it's on 19. Like, sounds like a 1989 song, and it's like, okay, well, that I feel like I minded less because I was like, this is it was only more of a pop song. And it was it's only one, one song. song. And it was like, yeah, okay, fine. Like, this is never how this would have sounded at the time, but, like, whatever. Whatever, yeah. Whereas this, I feel like... It shouldn't have been difficult to make these sound like 1989 songs. Mm-hmm. And and it feels like a very conscious choice to make them sound like Midnight songs. But maybe also not having, like, Max Martin or Shellback, like, maybe did really. Like, maybe yeah. Jack and Taylor's version of 1989 mm-hmm. is more like Midnight's. And that's what we saw on the literal album, Midnight's. Yeah, I do just feel like, though, the the actual sounds or, like, you know, effects or instruments or whatever, like, just sound so 2023. Like, they don't sound 2014 mm. to me. Yeah. You know? I feel like it more has to do with the scale. Like, I think of the production on 1989 songs as very big. Mm. Like, they're very big and in your face. Mm -hmm. And Midnight songs are very, like, laid... Like, Mm. Midnight production is very, like, laid back, Mm. Mm vibey. Yeah, okay. I see that. But I don't know. I I mean, I definitely feel like, especially when you're listening to, like... Is it over now? And super, you know, now that we don't talk, like they, st- they, the songs start, and you're literally like, this could be Mastermind or Labyrinth. Yes, yes. a thousand percent. Yeah, um, yeah. I also saw a video that was like, it was, it played like the end of Dear Reader into Is It Over Now, and it's literally just like a continuation. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, and another thing I think that sort of, you know like raises the eyebrow about like the timeline of these tracks is kind of what you were saying like you know Jack wasn't very involved in the original album Max Martin was obviously heavily involved and so I think it is possible that she didn't have five songs that she wanted to put out that didn't include Max Martin yeah for whatever reason she doesn't want to include Max Martin so she was like, all right, well, like, Jack and I are just going to, like, throw some things yeah. together. Or, like, well, we didn't... Here was an idea that I kind of had for 1989, but, like, let me finish it. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a midnight song because, like, that's where I'm at musically, like, right now. Yeah. You know? And, okay, do you want to talk about our theories for No Max? There's honestly no evidence to point... like. Yeah, there's no conclusion. There's no conclusion. Like, there's no... Or even, like, a solid, like, one working theory. No, like, it's like not... there's a lot of, like, options. Yeah, there's no seemingly connection between, like, Max Martin and Scooter. So that doesn't no. seem to be the thing. Um, so really, people are just kind of, like, it could be just, like, money. Yeah. Like, he's a very in-demand producer and, like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe she just didn't want to, like pay or take his time or whatever Mm -hmm. to like do this I I'm like I I could see it maybe if 
maybe for him being like busy I think mm-hmm. the money thing to me I'm like she's literally a billionaire like yes I know we know that she's putting in less effort with these re-recordings but that just feels like I don't know given given the quality of some of them I could see that because but I f- that just like feels so crazy yeah I honestly am leaning more towards, I mean, for one, I'm sure someone who's as in demand as Max Martin is not being like, yeah, I'd like to redo. Right, like chomping at the bit. Like, shake it off. But also, how long would it take him to do that? Like, Well, I don't know, but I I feel like one of the things that's sort of like talked about about him is that he is very, very meticulous Mm. and very, like, goes over like every little tiny thing and like which that's is why, why his he's songs so good yeah and that's literally why his songs are great because he is so much jack's like i don't give a shit <laughs> but that obviously takes time yeah that's more money that's you know time he could be spending i mean allegedly he's working on ariana grande's next album with her like if he's doing that like yeah he doesn't care probably about you know like taking a month to do a vault track Right. For Taylor, if Taylor doesn't even really care that that much no. about it, no. you know? And I feel like the biggest, as we discussed, the biggest reason is that she she takes ownership of Jack. Yes. she. There has been this narrative that has been created, whether, you know, partly true, partly maybe not true, that, like, she just, like, brought Jack, like... Like she birthed, she birthed Jack, Jack into the I mean, world. she's literally said, like, I can't believe you're older than me, but you're my son. Yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> and, like, like, so she wants him to, like, have all the success mm-hmm. because his success means her success. They're so associated with each other. Yeah. They're like, we're this unstoppable duo, and we're, like, friends. Mm-hmm. So I and just... everything we touch turns to turns gold. Turns to gold. Yeah. And, like, Yeah. So yeah. I feel like that, and as, wait, remember I said something about, oh, so like when Taylor was like originally doing 1989, and she was like, okay, I'm going pop, mm-hmm. like she was like, or red, whatever, she was like, I need to turn to like the biggest people in the pop game to help me have success with this, right? which was Max Martin and Shellback at the time, mm-hmm. and I feel like she now wants to consider herself at a place where she doesn't need, where there's no one better than her. Right. She doesn't need to look to someone else to help her be better. Right. She can just use, like, her friend Jack, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big part of this, too. Yes. I don't know exactly how that fits into, like, the re-record, but, like, we've talked about how she hasn't been working with Max Martin for her pa- last two pop albums. Mm-hmm. Like, they only worked together on, ni- I guess, Red, 1989, and Reputation. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like part of that is her being like, no, I want to show that, like, I can have success without this mega pop producer. Mm-hmm. Well, and at this point, Jack is a mega, I guess maybe not pop producer. But, but because she, producer. like, created him, though. Like, right. he's under her. Yeah. Whereas I think Max Martin was, like, above her. Not like at ab- the time, yeah, for sure. Not, like, above her in, like, t- I just mean, like... She was looking to him to get her something that she didn't have. Yes, totally. Because, right, he had been in the game since, like, you know. Right, in, like, the pop game. or whatever. So, I just think that's a piece of it. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I think because, like, what you're saying is, like, the more successful Jack is, like, the 
like that just adds to Taylor's yeah. success too. Like it's almost like in a way sort of like a continued investment in Jack. Yeah. To like have him do these vault tracks because like, yeah, he's doing all the big mm-hmm. albums right now. And every time he gets, like, acclaim or mm-hmm. a big album, whatever, she's brought back into the conversation right. because he's so associated with her. Right. So it's like, oh, she Jack wins album him. of the year for producer of the year. Jack, who has worked with Taylor Swift. Like, but, right. you know, it's mm-hmm. like... Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I... Yeah, and it's not even, like, honestly, like, if these songs didn't sound like Midnight songs, I don't think I would be mad that he produced them all. Mm. You know what I mean? But I'm just, like, you couldn't just, like, make these sound, like, yeah, but original. I, yeah, but I was mad about the Speak Now one, so I think I am mad about him. You were mad about what he did to the Speak Now ones? Yeah. What Speak Now ones? The Vault Tracks. Are you talking about Fearless? No. <laughs> what were you mad about Speak Now? Because they don't give a shit on the production. Oh, yes, yes. I'm saying, like, it's not like... Like, the thing that annoys me about him is not just that he makes things sound like Midnight's. Yes, yes, agree. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, if these sounded like 1989 songs, I don't think I would be as annoyed. Like, I'm annoyed because I'm like, you did this to these songs. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Taylor's obviously but in the room, and But that's what I think about a lot of them, because I think that about Speak Now, too. Yeah, no, it's true. I think they both were like, this doesn't matter. Yeah. It's annoying. Okay, let's actually talk about the track. Okay. <laughs> I love how we're like, we're going to talk about it all. No, no but I know, we are. I know, that's, no. that's, that's final. That's final piece of... That's what we're final piece saying. Of actually, can I say one other thing? You can. I'm scared for the rep fault now. I don't think you need to be scared. I was so excited for it, and now I'm like, it's just going to be more fucking Midnight's bonus tracks, I guess. Like, it is. Like, that's what it's going to be. Because he's going to do all of them. And that's going to suck. Anyway. It's not that you're wrong about that, but I think that... I'll try to keep an open mind, obviously, but I'm, I'm concerned. I think that there... I think that there would be... There's... You got this. You got this. No. I was going to say, one, he worked actually more on Reputation. Yes. He did, like, half of the album. Yes. So that also makes me just feel like, okay, you were actively involved in creating that sound. Mm -hmm. So, one, you probably have more demos together. True, true, true. And you just, like, know more about mm-hmm. what the sounds you were using at the time mm-hmm. to, like, do this. Yeah. Like, again, he was kind of barely involved in 1989. Yeah, that's so, like, true. Okay, you that know, brings a comfort. Okay, good. It brings a comfort. Good. I'm still worried, I but mean, it brings I a comfort. I think that, like, unfortunately, like, we always want vault tracks to change our lives mm-hmm. more than they do. Yes. Because that's just the way it is. Yes. So I think it's important to remember that. It is important to remember that. I mean, I hope we get fucking six and not five. Yeah. I hope so too. Do you want to say the theory that you heard that... Oh, yes. The 1975 theory. Yes. Okay. So Which Jack also produced that newest album. Yeah. Which like, God. Um, But yes, I heard a theory that originally the sixth vault track for 1989 was a song that 
Taylor had co-written with the 1975, i.e. Maddie Healy, back in the day. Because that was when they were seen with each other, like, the first time. It was, like, 2014. Right, right. And as we know, like, this past spring, they were seen in the studio together, um, perhaps recording that song. But then, obviously, given the controversy and the quote-unquote breakup... (laughs) that song has not seen the light which i am obviously very grateful for like we don't need to be giving anything more to the 1975 or maddie healy but i also think that that's like a very like likely theory because as we also know the vault tracks always usually have at least one feature Mm -hmm. this has no features um it is a little funny to me that, like, she didn't just, like, throw in another random song. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. The songs she put are good, so that's fine. Um, yeah. Let's let's start with Slut. Slut. So my thoughts on Slut um, are pretty similar to, like, my original thoughts, which I was like, I like it. I feel like it is not as good as the title hopes it will be. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it I I do feel like with this song in particular it's it's weirdly like kind of slow. Mhm. In a way that I I don't feel like it should be, but I like it. I think I feel yeah. kind of like you know, neutral to good about it. Mhm. I like it. I think it's really fun. I I agree especially on the initial listens like it seems like it should be a little bit more up tempo, but I kind of like the like flowy, kind of like dreamy vibe mm-hmm. it has. Um, but yeah, it's funny because I think, I think sort of similar to some aspects of All Too Well Ten, this song to me feels very like hindsight, like looking back at the era, mm. and I that's just kind of interesting. Like, I feel like it's more. Yeah, I mean, I. I see that. I, one, I do. I do think it's. It's like it's funny how I'm like. There's. There was literally no world in which she ever would have released a song called "Slut." No. On the original. No. Um, and I think that similarly with like a lot of the lyrics in like "Is It Over Now?" Mm-hmm. Like absolutely in no world would she ever have released that at the time, right. which is interesting. Yeah. Um. I mean, but I feel like I feel like because in the you know. Vogue 73 questions or whatever like she was really I feel like she learned the word slut shaming mm-hmm. at this era so I'm like I would believe that you were like trying to write something about it and like trying to take mm-hmm. back the power but it just like wasn't as yeah I mean even good in as, the like, like voice memo she released like about it she yeah. was like yeah I was kind of like between this and blank space because like blank space kind of like talks about similar stuff but like in a different way right and obviously Blank Space is a better song, so, Way like, it better, makes yeah. sense. Um, but, yeah. yeah, like, this was kind of, like, a seed of, like, an idea. Yes. And then, yeah. yeah. Anything else about it? No? Yeah. Say Don't Go. This, to me, I don't care about this song literally at all. <laughs> I think it's, like, really boring. I think it's the same as Day, All You Do Is Day, and, like, I Wish You Would. Mm-hmm. It kind of sounds like a little bit red like to me in the beginning where it's like just the guitar yeah um, you made a good point that it felt like this was probably an early this just in feels the writing early process. yeah um again like do i dislike it no by of course not but 
I just think it's like pretty boring and like yeah. doesn't really have anything to it. I I definitely like it more like having listened to it more whereas yeah, definitely on the first listen I was like, okay, well this is like another version of these other songs that I don't even care about on 1989. And I think we were both saying after since these were the first two I was a little bit like, oh no, these are all going to be just kind of mm-hmm. nothing. So I was happy because I really like the last three. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't mind it. Um, funny that she, you know, wrote with Diane Warren. Yeah. It, it really shows, like, especially around the red time, she was really, like, experimenting with working with a lot of different people yeah. which I feel like was really cool and yeah, brought like, a lot of really again, good songs please. and stuff yeah and yeah anyway. yeah agreed um now that we don't talk I think is really fun mm-hmm. um it's so I mean this definitely one thing that is definitely different about when she recorded it like in 2023 versus like back at the time is that she sings really low yeah and she never like she didn't do that till folklore yeah so Um, true but I think it's because she talks about how this is her her shortest song ever which is so funny because yeah Yeah. it is like two minutes or whatever um I think it's I think it's really fun Mm -hmm. I particularly love like the bridge outro Mm -hmm. that's like I don't have to pretend I like acid rock yeah it's like that's just really fun it's really fun um yeah so yeah, in this we definitely get a lot of like pseudo hairy mentions, um, just because there's the thing about like being on a yacht mm-hmm. and like whatever. Um, but I also think it's interesting that the word she uses throughout most of it is friend. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't have to be your friend. Um, yeah. So, Possible Diana track. Yeah, so for, like, for that. um. Yeah. Yeah, I really like this song. I think, you know, obviously we're starting to see more of, like, the Midnight's vibe on this one. I think some lines, like, did you get anxious, though? Like, that just sounds like a Midnight lyric. That's so true. And it's very 2023. It's very 2023. no one would have said that in 2015. And you know what? It it really reminds me of... um, some of the lyrics on Renegade. Mm, yeah, yeah, so true. Um, so I think that's, like, funny. I also kind of feel like this, in a way, gives me kind of, like, Death by a Thousand Cuts vibes. Mm. Like, how that song's just very, like, it's, like, mostly the bridge, and it's just very, I love like, that. Oh, my gosh, I know. That's so good. Like, it's just very, like, it's just, like, kind of, like, a little bit different yeah and like that makes it cool Mm -hmm. and I feel like this kind of has that too where it's like it's a little bit different but like it fits and like I know and I like that the second verse is different too and it's like what did you tell your fancy I just like that yeah yeah it's really good but but I agree like what do you think about the line with important men who think important thoughts do you think that was written when you when was that written that also feels very hindsight I know that feels very like yeah because like also, yeah, like, again, it's like you have to think about the culture at the time. Right, like, she would not she wasn't, have said that. Like, she might have felt like, yeah, all these guys around me are annoying, but, like, people weren't talking about right, it right, like right, that right. way. Like, this was, like, pre, yeah, you know, just, like, that being, like, part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And obviously better to be post that conversation having started in society. But, like, yeah, 
yeah, I don't I don't think in 2013 mm-hmm. when she was working on this album, she was sitting around thinking the words anxious or yeah, like, right, 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 you know, right, like right. she just like that. That's I mean, let's very remember current. Taylor has said she doesn't need to be in therapy because she can talk to her mom. Yeah, she feels quote very sane, as she said in that interview. Yeah, yep. So great. and it's like. I don't know. I don't know, girl. <laughs> All right, Suburban Legends. I love Suburban yeah. Legends. Same I just think just, it's so good. Just, I do think that it has, you know, obviously sonically very Midnight's vibes, and mm-hmm. also content-wise, it, it seems a sister song to Midnight Rain. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that it's just very fun. Um, I didn't come here. Um, I really love like the part about like like the line about like I am standing in the 1950s gymnasium that's so funny I feel like that's like the most annoying part to me why because I'm like this just doesn't make any sense I love it okay why don't you like it well I'm not trying to cut you off no no I know I I so for me I think uh, truly the biggest hurdle for me with this is the midnight sound like yeah. I know I just keep saying it no, but no, like no, no, I'm no. sorry it's a hurdle for me yeah, yeah yeah like and I feel like it's the it's the most annoying to me on this song especially like the outro with mm. like the like Chinese guys I feel like honestly it's a good enough song so you're kind of distracted by it but I actually think is it over now yes is but I just like it midnight. more so I can yeah. like deal with it yeah. whereas with Suburban Legends okay. I feel I feel like I also feel like when she when she like comes in mm-hmm. like the first line like you had people who called you on unmarked numbers like mm-hmm. like I kind of feel like she's like almost singing with like a British accent or something like <laughs> I just feel like it like sounds weird she's like you had people that called you and I'm like I actually oh my can't God, I need fucking to deal with that That's like so I actually Wait, can't I need to listen to it now don't sue us <laughs> uh, so like I don't like that. <laughs> oh my god, so funny. I also just like, similar to Midnight Rain and kind of like this idea that we see on Midnight's where I'm like, okay, you're just kind of like pretending you have this okay, lost, okay, like hometown okay, wait, I'm love. It. Okay. You had people who called you on unmarked numbers. It's, yeah. It's not going to bother you because you like the song. Yeah, it's, it's but it bothers me because I, I don't what like you're it. saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. people who called. <laughs> I'm like, okay. It's like my Adele thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. it's just like... The old dreams. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just can't. Like, I can't go with it. And I just... I'm also just like, okay, like, on this song... I guess I feel this way about the Midnight songs, too, where I'm like, I don't really think you are talking about, like, Drew or whoever the No, fuck. but part... But I think... Sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. I was just going to say that, like, I think that why it doesn't bother me is because I'm like, at least this is something fucking different. Like, Mm, at least you're... Like, not Harry. Yeah. Like, or at least... Or whatever celebrity fake boyfriend you have. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. like, it's not even that I'm like, oh, yes, this is really how you felt at all. But Mm. I'm like, at least you're, like, playing it out in your mind Mm -hmm. to give an interesting story or to be something different. Yeah. That I find just, I'm like, okay, this is, yeah, just something different. Mm -hmm. So do I think that this is, like, in any way true? No. Yeah. But I don't necessarily, like, think she's really pretending it is. No, yeah, I would agree with that. I think for me, it's like... It's not so much that it's like it doesn't fit the public narrative. I'm just kind of like it also just kind of doesn't make sense. 
I don't know. I also think the mismatched star signs, like, that's very current. Like, she was not thinking about the star signs in, like, 2013. But yes, she was. Think about on red. That's true. Okay, maybe she was. Fine. But only gay people were thinking about it then, so. Okay, well. Let's sit with that. I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. I'm glad you like it. I think for me, it's it's actually one that originally I liked more, and it kind of has fallen as I've mm. listened to it more. Okay. Whereas Say Don't Go has kind of risen. And that's why they're switching my ranking. Yeah, interesting. Today. So, yeah. Like, I just feel like at least Suburban Legends is, like, way more, like, going on. That's interesting. Like, Say Don't Go is, like... Like, lyrically, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And sonically. Yeah. I think it just... I think I just don't connect with it. Yeah. I'm like, I just don't... It doesn't really make sense to me. Okay. I saw this really funny tweet that was, like, a screenshot of the, like, I am standing in a 1950s gymnasium, and the person who, like, posted it just wrote... She just says shit. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I'm like, no, like, literally. I love that one. She just says shit. <laughs> and like, that's giving Betty vibes. I know, but I just have a mental image. I like it. So yeah. you don't go, she's just like, say, don't go. And it's like, okay. No, like, I get it. I yeah. get it. Not yeah. that they're like, need to be compared, but no. Okay, no. let's get into the main course. Is it over now? Is it over now? Um, so obviously this is the most, like, quote-unquote, obviously about Harry in terms... Yeah. In terms of, like, I just mean the obvious things about, like, the snowmobile accident mm-hmm. and, like, the boat and, like, the yeah. blue dress on a boat and, like, mm-hmm. him being with models yep. and, like, you know, it has the most kind of... Mm-hmm. obvious things with that she said it's like a sister song to out of the woods mm-hmm. um but I, what i will say about that is i feel like again i think this just speaks to the quality of the song like similar to out of the woods where it's like the song is so good that even though there's those annoying fake easter eggs like the song can be its own thing. yeah i agree and i that's i feel like a real strength of is it over now versus like maybe some of the others where it's like yes it has these like overt like lines and it's funny because i'm like like, this one has the most i think but i agree it's like the best song yeah you're like you can kind of like yeah yeah i saw that originally the like quote-unquote single was supposed to be slut but they've changed it to Is It Over Now oh. because so many people are, like, obsessed with it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But, like, what does that even mean, the single? Like, whatever. She, like, pushes to the radio, I think. Okay. Um, well, how about a fucking music video? I know. Except at this point, it's like, do you even want a music video? I kind of don't. I kind of want to just move on. Because the music videos are just these terrible... Yeah. Like, they're so bad. I, I mean, so I did like... really like that I Can See You music video. I did. Oh, yeah. No, I enjoyed it, too. But Karma, Bejeweled, like, All we don't the need, like, we don't need that again. Yeah. And... I mean, I love, like, I Bet You Think About Yeah, me. that one's a really good one. So, like, if she'd given it that. Maybe. Totally. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I mean, should we go through, just like, is it over now since it's our fave? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Once the flight had flown, which, you know, people think is related to, like, the necklace... Oh, interesting. Okay. The, like, paper air. Not her private jet? Yeah. (laughs) 
with the wilt of a rose i slept all alone you still wouldn't go i love like the um the like pre-choruses mm-hmm. let's fast forward to three andre take out coffees later i see your profile and your smile and unsuspecting waiters you dream in my mouth before i called you a lying traitor you search in every maiden's bed for something greater what do you think about her use of the word maiden it's mm, a little odd yeah but it doesn't like bother it's no. just kind of like I'm just like that was a weird choice yeah it makes more sense later when she says models yeah that's definitely better um I will say that something I actively have to not think about is the way she says was it over when he unbuttoned my blouse it's very uncomfortable how she says that wait why when he unbuttoned my blouse <laughs> like, that is I just have to not think about yeah, it yeah that's fair I do like like that like line though like when she laid down on the I like couch, the couch. Was it over when he unbuttoned? I my wish that couch? wasn't the line. I like I like the sentiment of it, but I I just find it very uncomfortable to think about. Like I mean, this is it. what's uncomfortable to think about: her having sex. Because that's what it is. No, me. that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> what I was going to say is that we're that she wants us to believe this is about her when she was twenty three and Harry Styles was eighteen. <laughs> Like, that's what's fucking uncomfortable. Like, uh, and that's why it's not about him. Because it's too uncomfortable. I mean, talk about another thing that, like, if this was the lyric at the time, literally, in a, never in a million years would she have released Because you think it was too sexual? Absolutely. Like, let's remember, 1989, the only, at this point, she's literally never alluded to sex until Wildest Dreams when she was like, your hands in my hair. I feel like, but what about, like, treacherous? Like, I'll do anything you say if you say it with your hands. That's sexual. Yeah, but it's, like, not, like... I mean, I I agree compared to, like, reputation. Like, my drug is my baby. Like, it's (laughs) not... But, like, I don't feel like it's that But I feel like when he unbuttoned my blouse is, like, way more explicit than, like, anything she's had before. Yeah. And then then when you get to, like, the bridge... Keep, keep going. Okay. Keep going. Okay. So let's just play when she sings that part because it's not that cool. <laughs> Okay. Like, why like, does she say the tease? It's the tease. <laughs> when he unbuttoned my blouse. Like, but it's funny. My it's blouse. funny because, like, can like make it this, more chill, Like, this is my Suburban Legends intro. Because <laughs> I'm like, this is not bad. Whereas, to me, people that called you is so much worse. <laughs> like, everyone, everyone has everyone their, has their Let thing. us know what your, yeah, annoying what's your pronunciation nails is. on chalkboard. Okay. <laughs> Come here, I whispered in your ear in your dream as you passed out. Baby, was it over? Is it over now? When you lost control, red blood, white snow, like, get like over enough. this. Like, enough. <laughs> snowmobile accident. Blue dress on a boat, your new girl is my clone. And I just, every time I just think of her in that picture on the boat. I know, it's amazing. Also, I want to say that Your New Girl Is My Clone also feels very hindsight lyrics. And mm-hmm. honestly, every time it makes me think of Deja Vu by Olivia Rodrigo, which is interesting. Oh, interesting. I'm like, hmm. Also, I know it's funny because I'm like, I just wasn't aware enough of Harry Styles. Like, because I'm like, who did he even, was he even seen with, like, after her? I don't know, and I don't want to know. No, yeah, but and I'm I don't saying. care. Okay. And I'm sure he was dating a man the whole time, actually. <laughs> did you, so did you think I didn't see you? There were flashing lights. At least I had the decency to keep my nights out of sight. This part. Only rumors oh, about yeah, my yeah. hips and thighs and my whispered sighs. Oh, Lord. 
Oh Lord! Like yeah, it's no. fun, but I'm like as you're right. If. That, no, you're right. You're so right. As totally. fucking if this this is also really this, giving death by a thousand cuts to me. It this is. Moment it is. It's very is. death by a thousand cuts. It's yes. It has more of the the sexual nature of a reputation yeah. or a, a later song. Yes. And okay, so tell me your thoughts on this part. I think of oh Lord. I think about jumping off of very tall somethings just to see you come running. Yeah. Is that, like, killing myself? Yeah. Okay. Which, you know, what's kind of interesting about that? I didn't realize, because I originally thought the lyric was, I think about jumping off of fairy tale somethings. Mm. And so I was like, okay, it's just kind of like... She's kinda, she just says shit. She just says shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so what's interesting about this line is, I, again, I saw a tweet. That was like, it's crazy how Taylor keeps telling us how she would kill herself, and every time it's, I would jump off something. Because she says it in this, and then on Folklore, she's like, stood on the cliffside, screaming, give me a reason. Mm-hmm. There was another one that they mentioned that I can't even remember now, but it, all, all of them are jumping off. Mm-hmm. Like, jumping off a cliff, jumping off a building. Like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's interesting. But that, that kind of makes sense, though, because it's the most, like like dramatic like mm-hmm. I don't mean I just mean like the most like almost like like theatrical yeah kind like of. kind of like you imagine like old timey like books or like right. yeah to be like I'm just gonna like hopefully the most off. like fictitious like hopefully yeah. these aren't real desires she yes has, I mean we hope no I think it's like um but that too is something she never would have put in a song at that right, time right because she never says anything like that until like folklore yeah so that's interesting. Yeah. Not not to say she necessarily didn't write that right. at that time, right. but in terms of releasing it, yeah, yeah, no. Let's fast forward to 300 Awkward Blind Dates Later, which is, like, also hilarious. So funny. Because as if like, you'd ever go on blind date. If she's got blue eyes, I will surmise that you'll probably date her. You that's the part that's so annoying, surmise, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like... I know, yeah. I will surmise that she probably like stop. I like, know, I know. You are no, a I modern agree. woman. I agree. Like no one is saying surmise. Like I'm like you couldn't think of anything else know, to say. It's I crazy. Know, Anyways, continue. I think it's especially because like it, it awkwardly is like too short for the amount of beats. Mm-hmm. So it's like surmise. Like it's yeah. kind of dragged out, right. so it brings more attention to it. Right. Um, <laughs> it feels very like. I can't, I'm not going to be able to say it. Like, the thesaurus. Thesaurus? Like, it feels like yeah, she was she just, like, plugging yeah. in, like, a random word. And also, like, no. this is just a dream, but I wish that it said, in the, on the second time, I wish it said, you dream of my mouth before it called you a fucking traitor. Oh, yeah. I just feel like that has more punch. I agree. You search in every model's bed for something greater. That's, you know, better. Better. Okay, we have the chorus again, then we have the pre-chorus again, and then, yeah. Yeah. But I feel great like, song. Part, yeah, great song. It has what we like in Taylor songs, which is like a lot of, a lot of lyrics. Mm-hmm. A lot of like, I love that. Like, I yeah. love when she just has like a lot of. Yes. she's saying a lot in a yes. small amount of time. Agreed. Um, Sound fun. Yeah, and yeah. So yeah, those are our thoughts. We're gonna continue to just taking it in as mm-hmm. as it is. Yes. Mostly, um, I mean, yeah. we're pretty checked out of the the trailer of it all as checked out as one can be as checked out as one can be hoping um, for a breakup announcement soon please let us know you know how you have experienced 1989 TV yes 
let us know your thoughts on the vault tracks your thoughts on the re-recording sound yeah you know and we've got some very fun episodes yes very excited so stream folk stream folk